Welcome to TMFI, where I tell you too much f***ing information. This podcast is for anyone looking for a place to have open, honest conversations about menstrual cycles, mental health, self-image, and more sensitive topics that might just be considered too much information. Although PMDD is self-diagnosable, I am not a medical professional. I would recommend reaching out to a medical professional for an official diagnosis. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. In today's episode, I will be talking about the different medications I've tried to manage my PMDD. This is by no means medical advice. I love being comfortable, especially during my luteal phase. With tender breasts and bloating, most underwear can feel restricting. Not Harper Wild. Harper Wild has high quality bras, underwear, sleep sets, and more that won't break the bank but will support your goodies. They offer free shipping on orders $75 and more, as well as free returns. Not sure of your size? Take their simple quiz and find the right size for you. A portion of each purchase goes to Girls Inc. to support mentorship and educational programming for girls. You can also send your old underwear in as part of their recycling program. When you shop at HarperWild.com, make sure to use code SASA to save some money. That's S-A-S-S-A. I've had my fair share of experiences with different medications over the years, and I just wanted to share the different experiences I've had with different medications, as well as with different medical professionals. As some of you may know, I've also been diagnosed with ADHD since the time of my PMDD diagnosis, so I also wanted to share my experience with my ADHD medication and my PMDD symptoms. My timelines are a little fuzzy, so I will be trying to recall as much as possible. So my experiences with hormonal medication began in 2013 at the age of 15 slash 16 with the birth control pill. So I told my mom in high school that I didn't really have a regular cycle and I didn't tell her this part, but I had also become sexually active within this time. So one day, my aunt took me to Planned Parenthood and I was prescribed the pill for the first time. I don't remember which pill I've taken, but I've taken, I think, two or three different ones because I was on one and then they discontinued it and they switched me to another one and then a different time I took another one. (laughs) I just don't remember the names of any of them. But I was on the pill through the rest of high school. So I got on the pill in 11th grade and I was on the pill for the next year. I might have been on the pill a little bit into college as well. I'm not too sure. But I do remember that while I was stage managing the first or second year of college, someone who I was working with had the implant in her arm and I asked her all about it. And she said, you know, she didn't want to deal with taking a pill or an IUD or any of the other contraceptives. So she got um, Nexplanon placed in her arm and she let me know it lasts for five years. And I said, you know, that seems great. I think this was before I had learned about PMDD or thought about PMDD. So I was mostly concerned with my cycle. She also let me know that she wasn't getting a period with it. And I was like, perfect. (laughs) So I went to Planned Parenthood and I got Nexplanon placed in my arm as well. Come to find out now, Nexplanon releases a synthetic steroid hormone similar to progesterone called progestin. And personally, I believe that if anybody's going to get on a hormonal contraceptive, 
they should have their hormones tested because now that I have all the knowledge that I have with myself and my body and which hormones of mine are out of whack, that would be really helpful to know when being prescribed something that might make your symptoms worse. But of course this wasn't done and never was done. So I had the next plan on, but for the next year to year and a half, I was a monster. At this time, I started to learn more about PMDD, but just about the symptoms, not about the rise and fall of the hormones and cortisol and progesterone and estrogen and testosterone. I didn't know how all of that correlated with PMDD. I just knew I was kind of a monster all the time and before my period, it was even worse. I didn't have my period for about nine months, I think. And one day I just had extremely bad cramps. I don't recall if I was bleeding or not. I don't think I was, but I was in so much pain. I was like hunched over and crying and I drove myself to the emergency room and I walked in just bawling my eyes out crying and I didn't know what was wrong and I sat in the emergency room forever. And by the time they finally brought me back to do some tests, they did multiple ultrasounds. They did an internal ultrasound as well as an external ultrasound. And basically they didn't know what was wrong. They diagnosed me with dysmenorrhea and that was just kind of where that landed with that. However, back to my next planon, I was really unhappy with it. I felt like it was irritating my arm because it was always itching and I then didn't like that I wasn't getting my cycle because I had no clue what was going on. I just felt terrible all the time. So I got it removed after about a year to year and a half. My husband was also in college at the time in another city, so there wasn't really any need for birth control. And I wasn't convinced that I had PMDD quite yet. I just knew about it. So this is probably around 2015 or 2016 when I got the next planon removed. And story time for when I got that removed, I scheduled my appointment with Planned Parenthood. I got there and they went to numb me. And then when they started to cut my arm to take it out, first of all, I couldn't look because I was scared I was going to pass out. I will never forget the feeling of like them cutting my arm open. It's really intense. If you've had the next one on before, you probably know, but it was really intense and I was not a fan. But they they tried to take it out and it was like attached to the inside of my arm. So they had to cut a bigger section to take it out and it had moved like up because I have two scars on my arm, one from when they put it in, which is a little itty bitty little mark. And then I have a bigger scar on my arm in a different spot. It was a lot and it was kind of traumatic. And I was like, never again will I do this. They then offered me, as they always do, they offered me to go back on the pill or they offered an IUD. And I said, you know what? I'm good for a bit. I'm just going to not have anything. So after that, another time in 2016, I started having really bad heart palpitations. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but I had heart palpitations and I was freaking out because they would happen sometimes, but then I wouldn't feel them anymore. And I was like, that's weird. And then I had convinced myself it was just like acid reflux and I didn't know. So I went to my pediatrician, I guess. It was, you know, the doctor that I didn't have health insurance. So 
it was like the state doctor, but I'm pretty sure it was my pediatrician. <laughs> so I drove out to East LA and I went to see her and that's when she told me they did an EKG and everything came back normal. And she told me to cut out gluten, dairy, red meat, and pork because those were all inflammatory foods. And she thought maybe that would help. So did that. And as always, you know, I didn't really mention this, but every single time I went to the doctor regarding anything, it was always my weight. I've always been heavier and through my adult life and adult life, I mean, like since high school, I've always weighed 200 pounds or more. So it was always my weight, but I'm also 5'8". So I'm taller. (laughs) I never felt like my weight was that enough to really affect me how these doctors made me feel like it was affecting me. But after the heart palpitation thing and the doctor told me to cut out all these things, I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to try and get in shape. I'm, I'm inspired to try and change my life. So that's when I started doing yoga and I did yoga pretty much daily for a year. And then I moved away from LA. I moved to Santa Barbara and I didn't have a job. So I had a lot of free time and I just did a lot of yoga and a lot of cooking and Honestly, I was the healthiest I've ever been. I didn't have any PMDD symptoms that were really debilitating to me. The only thing I would have was anxiety, but I was also smoking a lot of weed at the time. So I would smoke and sometimes I would have really bad anxiety and sometimes I wouldn't. I wasn't tracking my cycle, but if I was tracking my cycle, I could probably almost guarantee that I was probably having anxiety more towards ovulation in the luteal phase rather than the follicular phase. I still didn't have any health insurance when I moved, so I had signed up for the state health insurance in a new county, and it was time for me to get a pap smear. So I remember going to the clinic to get a pap smear, and that was another just kind of traumatizing medical experience because when they asked me, who I wanted to do my pap smear, I mentioned that I would prefer it to be a female. And they said, okay, no worries, no problem, go into that room and the doctor will be in soon. I said, okay, cool. So I went in and I sat there and I waited for the doctor. And then they came in and they said, hey, actually the doctor, the female doctor is running really behind. The wait's probably gonna be really long, but we have another doctor, it's a male doctor, but he can come in and do this right now. And I just felt really pressured. I didn't really feel like I could say that I wanted to wait because I feel like they wanted to just get me in and out of that room. So I said, okay, fine. And in the past, I had had pap smears done by men. So I knew that they would bring in a female nurse and I knew it was going to be all good. So they told me, okay, you know, get undressed from the waist down and doctor will be in soon. I said, okay, whatever. So I did that and the doctor came in and just closed the door and was like, okay, it's time to do your pap smear. And I didn't say anything, you know, because I didn't want to cause a scene or whatever was going through my head at the time. But I just scooched on down the table and he did the pap smear and it was just really uncomfortable. He like looked at me and was like, you have beautiful ovaries. And like, what, what do you even say to something like that? It was really uncomfortable. I hated every minute of it. And I decided I was never going back to that clinic again. So left there everything was fine and dandy I guess but then again I started having really bad cramping and I I was like what is this pain so I went to a different gynecologist and they told me that I had 
cysts on my ovaries. And I think within the time that I saw the last doctor and then when I saw this doctor, I had gotten married and I had health insurance. So I was able to schedule like with the hospital, the local hospital. So I went to one of their clinics, but they never did any sort of follow up (laughs) about that. They never said like, oh, keep a lookout for this. If this happens, call us. Like it was just like, this is why you're in pain. Okay, bye. So I was like, okay. I don't know if I mentioned a timeline. But 2017 to 2018 was when all that happened. In 2019, I was finally like, you know, I'm sick and tired of not knowing what's wrong with me. I am convinced I have PMDD. I wrote down all of my symptoms and I knew that these things happened every month and I tracked it and I had my period app and I went to the doctor and I said, look, here are my symptoms in this month. Here are my symptoms in that month. Here are my symptoms in this month. You can see they're all the same and they all happen two to three weeks before my period. I know that I have PMDD, but I would really just like to have that confirmed. The doctor looked at my information and was like, yeah, you have PMDD. I should also mention that in 2018, I also started taking birth control pills again. 2019, got diagnosed with PMDD. The doctor told me that an IUD would be better or a more testosterone-heavy birth control pill. I did not want an IUD. I did so much research on IUDs and I hear so much about the pain and I just, I never wanted to deal with that. So I never tried an IUD. The doctor was like, you know, you can do a copper IUD. That way it's like not hormonal. And I just, I wasn't having it. So never did that. I was like, you know what? I think I'm actually done with birth control altogether. I stopped taking birth control because obviously the pills I was taking weren't helping with the PMDD. So I was like, there's really no point in this. I just kind of want to get back to that place of just feeling good. However, my doctor was like, okay, but you know, your depression seems to be really bad. Like you're saying all these things about suicide and self-harm and all of this. So I want to prescribe you Lexapro. However, I do want to let you know that there's a black box label for people under 25 who are prescribed Lexapro, and what this means is it may make your depression and your suicidal tendencies worse. I just didn't want to be so sad anymore, so I was like, all right, no, it's fine. Like, I'll let you know if anything goes wrong. So then I started taking Lexapro, and that was a disaster. I took Lexapro for probably about a year and a half as well. 2020 is when the pandemic hit. So March and on, I was at home all the time. So I was taking Lexapro, drinking, smoking a lot of weed. And I lived in a tiny one bedroom apartment with my husband. And there was like no sunlight in the apartment. It was very dark. It was in college town, Isla Vista. And I was just not having a good time. I didn't drive or leave my house for six months at one point to the point where when I got in my car to go drive somewhere like my car battery had died because it hadn't driven in so long so it was just really not a good time for me my depression got a lot worse I was talking to a therapist though for the first time since childhood honestly but my therapist I felt like she never really listened to me and I felt like she judged me a lot because I was doing OnlyFans and that was causing a lot of problems in my relationship and I would try and talk to her about it and I feel like she just was like, you're weird and didn't want to talk to me about it. So 2021 comes around and my husband and I bought our house. We moved to a different city, which is where we are now. My grandpa passed away. When my grandpa passed away, we were just getting ready to move and so we were packing everything. It was literally like a week or two before we moved. And 
I had a complete meltdown. We went to Islands, which is a burger restaurant slash bar, and I got a large Long Island iced tea, which I'd never had before, but I looked at the ingredients and I said, yeah, that looks good. I took my Lexapro and I drank the entire thing and I blacked out and I like took an Uber to a random forest and then was like walking around like in the middle of the night, like midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock. I don't know what time it was, but my husband had to pick me up and I was walking down some random street. I don't even know where I was. Like I couldn't tell you even now where I was. It was really not good. And I was like, "Mm, obviously I need more help, but we were so busy with moving and stuff that I was like, I don't have time for this right now. So Then we moved, like a week or two later we moved, and when I got all settled, I texted my therapist and I was like, hey, my grandpa died, I'm not doing well, like, can I please get an appointment? And she never responded to my text message, so my therapist ghosted me, but I was still meeting with my psychiatrist and I kind of started to treat my psychiatrist like my therapist, like I would tell her things and she was just like, okay, well, do you need any more? (laughs) So I, you know, didn't really feel listened to and... I didn't know where to begin to look for a new therapist because I was like, okay, I want a therapist that's a person of color. Doesn't exist, unfortunately, where I live in California. I decided to take matters into my own hands and I just stopped taking my Lexapro. Cold turkey. Didn't break down the doses and time it out or anything like that. I just decided I don't want to take this anymore. It's not helping me. And that was probably one of the worst decisions I've ever made because I then had brain zaps for the next six to eight months. And I didn't even know that was a thing and I thought I was going crazy and I thought I like permanently messed up my brain because I would be sitting and it felt like my eyes would just start shaking side to side and my brain just felt like it was rattling and then it would stop and I would feel dizzy. And I googled it and turns out it's a thing. So I was like, all right, hopefully it goes away. But I, again, didn't have anyone to talk to about it. I told my psychiatrist and she was just like, well, you shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, okay, great, but I did. So like, what can we do? And nothing ever came from that, but I still talked to her. And then she was like, you know what? I think you have ADHD. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'd believe that. And I was like, well, I also have PMDD. And she was like, okay, well, I don't know about that, but I think you have ADHD. And I was like, okay. So she prescribed me Adderall. I told her that I abused Adderall in high school and she didn't really seem to care that much about that. I was also kind of desperate to feel something. So I was like, oh, but it's okay. Like I should be fine. I'll take it. I found that the Adderall would work okay half the time and then half the time it didn't. And thinking about it now, I think it would work okay during the follicular phase, but then during the luteal phase, It would just not work and I would just have extreme anxiety and depression. And this is most likely due to the fact that when estrogen drops, the effectiveness of Adderall reduces. And because up until this time, I hadn't had any hormone tests done and I'd only had basic blood work done, these doctors didn't actually know what was going on within my body. If they had tested me, tested my levels throughout my cycle, they would have seen these drops and they would have seen how completely messed up my hormones are and maybe they would have told me okay take this medication during this time but maybe not during this time but none of the doctors I ever saw ever did that they were just like take this and try not to kill yourself like that's literally what it felt like also in 2021 when I stopped taking my Lexapro I had a doctor's appointment with my primary care doctor which was still in Santa Barbara and it was about an hour drive away from me so I drove up there and on the way there, I was just not having a good day. 
and I was thinking about like driving my car into the ocean like that was just a thought that came upon me when I got to the doctor's office they had me fill out a mental health sheet because at this point we're about a year into the pandemic so a lot of people are struggling with their mental health and I personally didn't expect I don't know what I was thinking but I didn't expect the doctor to go over the results with me but it was questions like on a scale of one to ten how helpless do you feel how hopeless do you feel how many times do you have thoughts of harming yourself and all of these things and I had just scored terribly on the whole thing that the whole thing I had scored like the highest number for whatever the bad thing was so the doctor came in and was like with the paper she came in and I was like oh crap <laughs> and she was like are like are you good dog <laughs> and I was like no like I, I'm gonna leave here and drive into the ocean and she was like maybe we should put you in a psychiatric hospital and I was like maybe you should like maybe I need a grippy sock vacation which I've never had before I've never done that but it's just wild to me because PMDD was on my file at this point like this this was a known thing that I had had and it was the same like doctor's office you know my my gyno was at the same office as my primary so now thinking about it I'm kind of mad because I'm like this was on my charts and it was never addressed it was just like maybe we need to put you away and that's just beyond me that that was the first thing they went to instead of looking at my chart and being like oh you have this thing um which may be the reason that you're feeling this way right now but as we all know medical professionals aren't very educated on this topic and big pharma is all about making that coin so kind of makes sense but at the same time it made me really angry so in 2022 beginning of 2022 i said okay adderall not working i'm feeling myself just taking it in order to feel inspired but sometimes i would take it and then just have really bad anxiety so i stopped taking adderall i stopped smoking weed and in october i met with the holistic doctor and the holistic doctor has been amazing you guys know i i preach about it all the time but i finally had hormone tests done and when i got the results from my hormone test i was pissed off because i was like wow my progesterone is so high and the doctors had put me on medication that gave me synthetic progesterone and I was like this isn't helpful like no wonder I was a freaking monster for the year and a half I had the next planon in my arm like if my hormones have been the same or similar all these years all these 10 years I've been trying to get help yeah no shit it didn't work so that was a breath of relief but it was also just like so much frustration and I get so overwhelmed sometimes and just feel so much emotion because I can't believe that for so long so many signs and things were ignored but I am thankful now that I'm finally being listened to and I'm finally on a path that feels right for me so I've had a hormone test done and I've had intense blood work and gut work done and I have so many more answers now and I know so much more about my body and my doctors are like hey okay so during this phase we know that your hormones are in XYZ stage, so maybe take less of this and more of this. That is just so helpful for me because I know during different parts in my cycle, I can up a dose on something or reduce a dose on something because I know I'm not going to need it as much and I feel more equilibrium throughout my body because of it. So all this to say, it's a long journey or it can be a long journey to find help and self-advocate for yourself I know we all talk about that in this community because you really have to advocate for yourself since PMDD is not something that they can just be like 
okay, we're going to do this test to see if you have this. Like you have to track stuff yourself. And yes, the hormone test did show that a lot of my hormones are out of whack. And because of this and due to other inflammation, this could be part of the reason that I'm experiencing these things so severely. But that's not the case for everybody, you know. So just take all this with a grain of salt in terms of your own journey. I just wanted to share my experience because it's something that's always weighed very heavy on my heart just because I felt so ignored and alone for so long and kind of brushed off and I felt like I was a crazy person. But I know now that there are answers and there are ways to help and it takes a lot of mental strength to follow through with a lot of the treatment, but it is possible. I'm feeling a lot better. I'm on day 26 of my cycle today as I'm recording this episode. And last night I had a little bit of overwhelming feelings and intrusive thoughts started to take over, but I was able to just take deep breaths and acknowledge that that was happening. And because of that, I was able to just journal out my feelings and then I felt a lot better. So that hasn't happened in a really long time. So I know that I'm getting better and I'm healing and I know that it's possible for you as well. I've also posted on Instagram some of the supplements that I'm taking. However, I don't want to promote what I'm taking because this is all a protocol that's been written specifically for me based on my blood work results, my gut results, and my hormone test results. So this is why I very strongly recommend you speak with a medical professional in order to find something that works the best for you. If you want me to go into detail on Instagram about the different supplements that I'm taking and why I'm taking them for me, I'll be more than happy to do that. However, I don't want it to be like, I'm taking this so you should try it too because I don't believe in that. Even though they are just supplements, they're going to react differently for you than maybe they do for me. If you or someone you know struggles with PMDD, follow the podcast social media accounts at TMFICast on Instagram and Twitter. There, I post memes and resources relating to PMDD. Feel free to interact and let me know what you want to hear on the show. If you want to see what I'm doing outside of the show and how I'm healing through spirituality, food, and the arts, follow me on my social media accounts at Sassa the Scorpio. That's S-A-S-S-A the Scorpio.